You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you are doing well. You're about to listen to my conversation with the bloke called Lee Cackety, and he is the front man in a band called Pop Evil. Pop Evil have a self-titled album that has been released. I think it was released in February. Yes, it was released in February, Friday the 16th of February. There you go. Lee talks all about that, plus we talk about a few other things. Let's cut to the chat with Lee. Here we go. Hey, Lee. It's Andy Mackay-Smith. I've just joined the conference. Yeah. How's the Aussie phone grind treating you? Oh, it's been awesome. It's been great, man. I just It's such great questions, such great interviews. The passion for you know, the new album and Pop Evil is, is humbling, so uh, I'm enjoying it. Did you expect to have a response like you've just mentioned from Australia? Because I wouldn't have imagined... I actually don't know too many people that are familiar with the band, actually, but the people that I do know are very passionate about the band. Yeah, it's 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 incredible, you know? And just, it's, it's, it's humbling in general when you get out of the U.S. because, you know, that's one of the downsides about living in the U.S. You, you know, it's just... It's just what makes it great is what makes it frustrating. You know, people live in a box here and they live with mm. the illusion that anyone can be the president. Anyone can be that next big thing. <laughs> so therefore there's a lot, there's a lot more hate, right? There's a lot more like, yeah. I'm better than mm. you. You're better than me. And I'm not going to, they're not as open-minded to give their praises, right? Cause they want their praises. They don't want to give it to you. They want it. So I noticed that, you know, as you get to these other countries, there's so much more willingness and open-minded to, you know, listen to rock bands and new rock bands and yeah, not yeah. only do they do they want to talk about it but they're going to come earlier to the shows they're that's where they're going to find new music right it's not like i guess the best way i can describe it is you know america's more like prove it to me prove it to me and the rest of the world's kind of like give it to me give it to me you know so it's mm. uh it's um it's definitely refreshing to come out there and and, and you know we've had a lot of success in the u.s we, we've grounded it along the way for the past 12 13 years mm. now so yeah. i mean uh, you know, we're very blessed and fortunate, but it, it hasn't been easy, you know, and because of that grind, we've had to oversaturate these markets and therefore, you know, grow the debt where we haven't been able to control our own destiny and, and get to places like Australia, you know, because we had to depend on, you know, meeting that band that would take us there. And when you're playing the same old small club, it's hard yeah. to meet those bands and build those relationships. So, but, um, you know, I think the good news is that we, we get it now and we've been lucky and fortunate enough to have some success where we're digging ourselves out of these these pits that we put ourselves in and you know we're making it very high priority to um to get out in australia obviously it's not the cheapest country to play but you know we yeah. um we definitely uh it's 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 a very passionate country for rock and metal so um it's definitely on our high priority list and and we've been uh, i thought i honestly thought we were going to get their last uh last last album cycle but yeah. we were close so I know there was an actual tour booked, and it fell through. So we, at least we oh, had shit. a tour booked. So okay, yeah. I know that I'm hoping that I know I'm hoping that maybe even a dream situation we get to some of the festivals first, and if that's the case, we'd get a you know a good audience, we'd have a good little uh, buzz going, and then hopefully we could get over there and do a little headline run through as many cities as we could, so we could play longer. And really, even if it started out with 50 to 100 people, and you, or even less, and you get up there and you shake the babies, you say, hey, you do a couple shots with the people, and, and, <laughs> and you get that hands-on one-on-one that is, which make rock and roll bands great, right? You can yeah. you can go play the gutters, so to speak, and, and you know build it from nothing. And, and uh, that's how we did it in the U.S., and we understand that's probably how we're going to have to do it in Australia as well. So mm. we want to start that sooner than later, you know? So um, hopefully yep. this album cycle. You know, you mentioned something that, 
It's not, these aren't my thoughts, actually. Jamie Jester first brought it up on his podcast, and I'd been thinking along those same lines, but he articulated it very well, which is that if people don't support the new bands, so say the Avenged Sevenfolds and the Pop Evils, now, it was only today or yesterday we found out that Glenn Tipton has, has Parkinson's disease. Now, I know you've toured with Judas Priest, so my point that I'd like to make, and I'll frame it as a question, is what do you think it's going to take for fans to shift their gaze from these wonderful bands that have contributed so much but mate, let's face it they're getting old in their tooth and in some cases they're having to retire for medical reasons a la bill ward and um glenn tipton you know I, I i love and i respect black sabbath but frankly mate i'm over listening to it you know i'm 39 years of age and i've listened to it i've listened to those records back to front led zeppelin albums all the rest of it okay i get it but what's it going to take for people to get into pop evil because mate this new album if this isn't going to do it for you i don't know what will yeah, you know, I mean, first of all, I don't have the answer. Otherwise, I'd probably have a lot more money, right? If I knew exactly <laughs> what it was. But, but I think it's I think it's a combination of a lot of things, man. And obviously, yes, I mean, Judas Priest, one of my favorites, and not just because they were one of my favorite bands growing up, but they're some of my favorite people in the business. You know, yep. how good they were to us early in our careers. Um, even even as much, you know, Halford would come at, whenever he sees us play. He always sneaks up and stands and watches the side stage. You know, I mean, the last time I remember I played with him in Detroit. This would have been a couple of years back. This was years from when we toured with him. And he's in there and he's got me the wink and he's pointing at me. He's like, I mean, that's the kind of people they are, man. They remember and he's watching the younger youth come up because he wants, he cares about the genre, right? Yeah, he, cares he does. About, not just yeah. metal, he cares about the rock, he cares about the scene, you know? He cares still about rock radio. He cares about any kind of outlet that can expose what he's helped create, you know? And, 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 and rightfully so, he should. When, um, I think it's I think it's part of that. It's it's educating your fan base, right? Like it's not again, it, which screams loud and proud on this new record of our is 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 standing united rather than standing divided, right? That's the big thing. And I think that if you look back at rock and metal alternative, I mean we've we've kind of been pitted against each other for years, but we all we're all influenced and sealed from each other since the beginning, right? I mean, like like I don't know who you could say, or, or even punk, like I mean, you know, the Ramones to Zeppelin to to um, Metallica. I mean, you name it, man. The list goes on. We all, whether we want to be influenced or not, we are, right? I mean, if there's all some kind of a genre of those subgenres that that need each other to breathe, right? So, and they keep it fresh. So if we can create more opportunities with each other by educating our fans to slowly but surely, dude, stop, what, what do you want us to do? Play with the same bands over and over yeah. so we're cool? Do you, is that what mm. makes us fit in? Like for example, our next tour coming up is with with uh, with uh, Cheap Trick and Poison. I mean, come on! Like most people would be like, "Why is that?" And I'll tell you why. Because it's not the normal bill. That's why we want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because the thing I'll tell you about Judas Priest fans that we learned, and of course Poison Cheap Trick fans, is they're not the fans that are coming that are here today, gone tomorrow. These are the fans that represent history and family. Okay, these people are bringing their kids. These kids are going to bring their kids to the pot because it represents a moment in time where the whole family could listen to this music. Mm. Who didn't want to listen to nothing but a good time? Who didn't want to listen to those great Poison and Cheap Chick <laughs> re Trick records back in the day? Of course. So those families and those moms, those mothers and fathers in America, in Australia, have shown these lineage of great rock tunes to their kids, whether it was on cassette tapes, early CDs, remastered old throwback video, whatever it is, they've, not only showed music, but they've represented moments in people's time and history in their lives where they were happy, sad, mm. you know, um, life-changing moments where it's become. So you're getting those kind of fans with that, all these great things about life 
are represented mm. in a tour like this. And when you can ever be a part of that, we're going to have fans off this tour that are going to come see Pop Evil for life, and they're going to bring their next generations for life as long as mm. we can have the God will bless yeah. us with an opportunity to play. They're going to come support. That's what makes it great when you're able to be blessed to play with such rock icons like Judas Priest or now about to be Poison and Cheap Trick. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Those are important. I mean, those bands aren't here today, gone tomorrow. Those bands have been around for 30-some-odd years. That, 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 there's, whether you like them or not, that's no joke. I mean, that, that's, that's not just because of the music. That's because they represent people's livelihoods. It, it, it's a powerful thing, man, that you don't see when you just play with Five Finger Death Punch or Shinedown or some of these great American mm-hmm. bands that, that, that are having success. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're very important to tour with because they're great bands, number one, and they're tipped to the new generation. So if you're not playing with the new generations, you're not going to be around. when you. Who's going to come watch you when you're older, right? Yeah. So it's important to have a little combination of it all and to not just stand still. So getting back to your original question, the more opportunities we can create from each other, gives us longevity right like making sure as headliner bands like we're we're headlining on the our, our national um, american running or our u.s tour starting uh starting tomorrow so nice. what we're going to do we brought out a couple alternative bands something new so we can get a different audience they can get a different audience from us sure are you going to win everyone over of course not but if you can get a little bit of people that are going to say from their perspective oh wow i've never heard of these openers i love them or on the flip side oh my god i've never even heard of this headliner but i like that that's when we're starting to build a community that matters, right? That is mm-hmm. all these little steps that, you know, unfortunately, I wish there was one thing that would change it. But, uh, you know, with a secular world that somehow prides itself in freedom of speech, all of a sudden people that listen to rock and metal, our voice matters a little bit less. It's pretty messed up, you know, so we have to scream a little bit louder. We have to stand a yeah. little bit taller. And, um, and, and help each other. And I think that if we as leaders and as frontmen of bands and singers and band members, if we can educate our fan base, um, you know, one person at a time, I, I think hopefully it'll catch on and a, a big wave of momentum. Like, look what's happened to the Me Too movement. Where was that in the, in the 90s? Where was that in the 80s? But you know what? It started one person at a time, one victim at a time. We spoke mm-hmm. up and now it's been a movement. So if we can take a lesson from that and a positive lesson from that to start a positive movement, a movement of awareness and, and support, from our genre and all the subgenres that lie within it, that live within it, I think that that's the start, you know? And if we yeah. can slowly but sure, people are power, man. Word of mouth is power. And if we just make the commitment that our genre is not going to die, it's going to be here loud and proud, and we're going to demand it from everyone else in the world that doesn't really think we're relevant, then, um, you know, that's the start. So, yeah. yeah, very good comments, mate. And it does dovetail nicely into my, my next question, actually. So bear with me whilst I, I read out the quote. So. In an interview in 2014 with Loudwire, you were quoted as saying that the big thing is being a minority frontman is being like, maybe I shouldn't do this, and being a little bit more nervous to take the fallback option. I'm just not going to work at Subway or Best Buy. It's to break down the barriers like what I'm trying to do for Pop Evil. It will eventually come out the bigger we get. I want to inspire other people that might look like me. So my question is, have you experienced any discrimination in rock and metal? Um, you know, I think in life, it's different, right? Like you live in America, it's a black and white world. If you hear about race, you hear about black and white conflicts, right? Mm. I mean, for everyone else in between, especially for a guy like me, I mean, there's Mexican, Indian, I'm not even 100% of any of it. I'm the minority. So where do I fit in? Which I think Mm. you're going to see some of that Rage Against Machine, for example, influence on this record where, 
I was, again, a diehard. I was one of my favorite bands, not only because I loved Rage musically, but I looked like Zach De La Rocha. That was the one guy that gave me confidence to I could be in a band instead yep. of a rap band, or I needed to be somewhere that I looked appropriate. Okay. Like, so he gave me the confidence, and so I always wanted you know, another Rage record. So in order to get that, I just had to learn to do it myself, you know? So I was constantly rap, rack and a rap, a rock and rapping and rapping and rocking. It was just, I, that was the pop evil bloodline. I was always back and forth, whatever mainstream normal was. I never really fit into it. Right. So I think that, I think that, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily a, uh, a, a true, discrimination that's that's white or black so to speak right it was always like a confusion about okay well at least you have a side to stand on i don't even know where i'm at oh, I'm yeah, in the gotcha. where am i, I you know? yeah. and then and then it was it was it was a sense of where do i fit in here you know i mean hmm. it's, it's a it's it's a different space to be in you know it's hard to explain unless you're in it you know but now having the success having the four albums ahead of me being able to finally now find my identity through this band has been the unique thing. Obviously when I said that, that was um, an album or two ago, you know, I hmm. think every album you grow up, you learn a little bit more. It becomes, and I just told you the previous two albums were more about myself selfishly. So, I mean, and I would have never admitted that or no, maybe I didn't even know it on the previous two albums. Right. Cause I mean, it's not like I'm thinking about this deeply when I'm into on tour, a lot of times like this business is about the next thing, right? The next single, the next song, the next tour. So you don't have time to yeah, look back. Right. And then by the time mm -hmm. you actually take a step back, there's your family like, Hey, remember me? I've been paying your bills. I've been trying to do everything for you so you could go live your dream while here we're in the real world trying to carry you. And it's, it's almost like the best way I can describe it to you is, the first year you leave, everybody's like, awesome, don't worry, I got your back, I'll cover you, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it. But after 13 years go by, people are like, okay, I'm done with it, I'm over it, take care of your own stuff now. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's, yeah. There's like a, when you're in a rock band, now it's not like it was in the 80s where two songs, you know, I mean, think about it, how many great bands only had a couple albums, but they made bazillions, like they, could, they don't have to tour all year, they can take two or three years off and tour again. But rock bands now, metal bands now, we literally live month to month to month to month. So if we don't play X amount of shows, bills don't get paid, people don't live. It, yeah. it's, we don't really have a choice. You know what I mean? So mm. if they want us to play a Subway or Best Buy parking lot for 50 bucks, we're going to have to sell out and play the 50 bucks because we need to make the money yeah. to live, right? We need yeah. to keep the lights on. So that's led to like oversaturating markets, you know, like that's why it's so important. We get to Austria. We have to get to Canada. Yeah. We have to get to Europe just, to, just to stay afloat. Cause we can't keep playing the same markets over and over in the U S or just going to beat a dead horse. Who's going to want to come see the band. So I don't think the discrimination is the frustration. Now it's about surviving and doing it the right way. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, again, I, I was in, I was in more of a selfish place. I think in the past couple records and finding my place and, and I think you're constantly growing. I think that's the beautiful thing about being a fan of rock bands. Like you, you watch success, you watch failure, but you are always compelled to see if the band survives next record. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, are they going to be better? You know? And I think that that's our challenge is to be better. And you get that on this record. And, you know, as we, you know, position ourselves, hopefully to, uh, um, look to the future. We definitely want to make sure we dial in our identity loud and clear for our fans that we are the yin and yang band. You're going to get this and you're going to get that, but you're going to get emotion. You're going to get peaks and valleys that are very relatable to life. And that's what we want to do. We want to write songs and make music that can help people in everyday life, whether they're happy or sad or depressed. We want to be the musical soundtrack for people's lives.
Well, I think you are, mate. I better let you go because that's my 15 minutes. But look, really, a meaningful congratulations oh, on the recent album because I hadn't listened to much of your stuff before. But that self-titled album you pulled out, mate, that is on regular repeat. I've got an advanced copy, of course, um, on my um, media oh. player at the moment, mate. So congratulations for it. But not just that, your career, mate. You've stuck to it and to your exact point. You're, you know, you're a band that's not prepared, that is definitely prepared to work hard and you're not prepared to cut any corners, mate, and that is certainly to be admired. Well, that means a lot. Come, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be more grateful and humbled by your comments. Thank you for taking the time to um, spread the word for us there in Australia. And I thought, yeah, my word, I'll do my part to get us down there sooner than later. Awesome, mate. All right, thanks very much, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, look forward to meeting you one day. So thank you again. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my discussion with the frontman of a band called Pop Evil, Mr. Lee Cackety. Thank you so much for listening.